Hi everyone. Um, this is uh, yes, um, something very unusual for me. Um, but um, you know, Bible says that uh, don't want to take this honor upon himself. Um, it is an honor for me to be here and to uh, uh, bring the word of God. Um, and like Pastor Steve has prayed, um, we believe that this is uh, God's word for now. Um, because uh, I can tell you, when Pastor Andy started sharing this uh, uh, this morning, um, it felt like it was reading my notes. <laughs> um, every, you know, almost everything he said, you know, was uh, what I had prepared to share um, tonight. Um, there are one or two differences, but I was like, wow, this is like, uh, <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit just uh, gave me a copy of my notes and he was re reading from it. But, but yeah we, we believe that you know god has a reason you know to send this word at this time um because maybe somebody um is in a situation where they just need um that 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 peace of god um and, and god wants them to know that you know he is aware he's you know he's fully aware of what's going on and uh, and he's on it you know praise god hallelujah um so tonight we're going to be talking about um the fruit of the spirit uh, uh peace um and we are going to read from um obviously the the main text which is galatians 5 uh, verse 22 and 23 where it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law um so tonight we're going to be focusing on the fruit of the spirit, uh, which is uh, uh, peace. <coughs> and I'll start by 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 saying by saying this um, that uh, peace is the birthright of every of every believer, everyone who's a child of God. Um, it's something that God has bequeathed to us. You know, when we become um, members or part of His family something god wants us to have and to enjoy um i've written in my notes that you can say it's it's one of those items in the abundant life package that jesus promises to those who follow him those who belong to him um we've read this verse a few times already and we're going to read it again once more uh, because it's important for us to um, establish our faith on the word of god uh john 10 verse 10 like i said it's been um shared on many times even in this series um but yeah let's just read it once more i'm reading from the international standard version now john 10 verse 10 he says the thief comes only to steal <laughs> guess what he comes to steal um in the context of what we are doing tonight the thief comes only to steal slaughter and destroy i've come that they might have life and have it abundantly okay um, so that's a big contrast, isn't there? You know, um, but right away you can see from from this passage of scripture uh, what God's desire for us is, what God's intention, you know, for our lives is. That God's will for us is not for a chaotic life, you know, or a stressed out life or disoriented life. Um, no, it's it's an abundant life. Okay, um, and when you think about it, the, the abundant life that Jesus promises. It's not just about quantity, is it? You know, um, because some people associate, you know, an abundant life with 
having more stuff, um, you know, more money in the bank, uh, a bigger house, or um, you know, more disposable income, or uh, more holidays abroad, you know, more gadgets and things like that. You know, and those those things are good, and they all have their, you know, right and proper place. Um, Jesus did say that if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, He says these very same things that the pagans or unbelievers run run after will be given to us as well. And you know, God wants us to enjoy those things as well. Okay, but an abundant life, you know, that Jesus promised is far more than just quantity in terms of stuff. It's about the quality of life as well. Um, I mean, you could you could achieve worldly success you could you could become the best in what you you know what you do you know you could climb to the very top or pinnacle of your career you know become you know famous you know become an international you know sensation or you know uh, build an empire you know uh, you know or whatever uh, gain worldwide recognition you know or something but if your life is devoid of peace if it's filled with worry and anxiety and you know constant turmoil and restlessness and you, you can't sleep at night and things like that you know because you're just you know mentally you know um just and you don't have ease um then that's not an abundant life that's not you know what god um desires for you to have uh, in fact that's actually a deficient life you know and that's not god's will for for anyone um it's not a life that you know is lived you know to his fullness it's not the abundant life that jesus you know desires for us to have romans 14 and verse 17 uh, puts it this way romans 14 17 it says for the kingdom of god it's not a matter of eating and drinking you know that's 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 base level that's the existence level you know that's you know ground zero the kingdom of god is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. See, that's 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 what that's what God, that's that's the life that God you know desires for us to to to, to have, you know, to partake in, to enjoy, you know, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Uh, and you see right there that peace is you know like in the center of the hallmark or, or characteristics of the life that you know God desires for us. So God, you know, says that He He wills for us. So we're just gonna. You know, unpack this this subject of peace a little bit more, and we're going to look at um, at the statement that Jesus made, which is like you know, like the bedrock, if you like, you know, of what we believe, you know, as believers, you know, um, um, about about peace uh, that He says for us. Okay, Pastor Andy, you know, did <laughs> make reference to this one of the many um, um, uh, verses he he um, he read in today's uh, you know brilliant message. And uh, it's found in John 14 verse 27. And we're just going to read that and just kind of maybe dissect that a bit. He says, um, Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Okay, so he says, Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Okay, so firstly, Jesus says, um, Peace I live with you, my peace I give you. Now, now Jesus could say, My peace I give you. Uh, because, of course, He is the Prince of Peace. 
you know, the source of true peace. Um, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his kingdom, sorry, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and, on, and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding, upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The seal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Hallelujah. Um, so we find right in this messianic prophecy of Christ that he is called, you know, amongst other things, the Prince of Peace. And he says that the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Hallelujah. So, so um, that's the promise that he has given us. That's the assurance that he gives us. That when he comes, and he has come, um, that his government, of, of, um, go his government um, and reign of peace, will, there will be no end. Um, we don't have to wait you know, to get to heaven to enjoy that, do we? Um, of course not, because the kingdom of, of heaven is amongst us now. Uh, Jesus, the pre Jesus, the Prince of Peace, um, hallelujah, can establish his rule and reign in our hearts, you know, uh, from the time we surrender our life to him, and he gives us his peace, because that's who he is, the Prince of Peace. Now, this peace is administered to us uh, in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Um, Two chapters later in John, John's uh, Gospel, John 16, verse 14, Jesus is speaking of the Holy Spirit, uh, and he tells us that he will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare or make it known to you. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12 tells us what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us what God has really given us. What God has given us is His peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you. Okay, and like I said, we can receive that peace, we can enjoy that peace, we can walk in that peace, um, you know, right now. You know, we don't have to wait until we get to heaven. And we're gonna talk more about how, how we can um, enjoy this peace. Um, let's go back to, yeah, John 14 verse 27. So it says, my peace, so peace I live with you, my peace I give you. And then he says, I do not give you as the world gives. How does the world give peace? Pastor Andy also talked about this as well. Um, the, the world gives a very temporal peace, okay? Um, very short-lived. And it gives an external peace. You know, for example, you know, by signing peace treaties between nations, um, by having more maybe police officers or, or law enforcement, you know, uh, personnel patrolling the streets, you know, that kind of a thing, uh, by providing laws, you know, and penal systems, you know, courts, you know, magistrate courts, county courts, high courts, uh, prisons, you know, and such like. And these are good and necessary, um, you know, we certainly, you know, value them, you know, um, in, in this country. Um, but, but they are also very temporal and, and short-lived uh, but the peace that Jesus gives on the other hand it's an internal peace and it's a lasting peace 
and it is very very powerful um, we're going to read Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 and that says Pastor uh, once again touched on this <laughs> do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus so so no matter what situation you know no matter how how how, how stormy that situation or circumstance we are going through we can know and experience you know the supernatural peace of God you know the Bible says that transcends all understanding that is beyond you know human reasoning or comprehension you know beyond what can be evaluated or or, 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 or measured you know, by any natural means, you know, produced by any natural means or human systems. Um, so that's the kind of peace that you know, we're talking about here. It's, it's, it's a supernatural peace, you know, internal peace that Jesus gives. And he says again, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Um, that's an encouragement, but that's also like almost a warning. Um, it says, when, you know, that we should not let our hearts be uh, troubled or be afraid. You see, when our hearts are troubled, when we have fear in our hearts, or when we get stressed out or we are depressed or anxious and things like that, it means that we have not laid hold um, of the peace that Jesus gives us. And I'm going to illustrate it like this. Mm. You, you can be in a boat or a vessel. In the midst of a raging storm uh, and that is a problem you know <laughs> that spells danger um, but actually the, the real problem uh, starts when the um, the water begins to enter the boat you know that's when you actually begin begin to sink um, and similarly when we when we encounter stormy seasons of life you know turbulent times um, which none of us are exempt from anyway you know uh, because he did promise us that in this world we will have trouble um you know but he said be of good cheer i have overcome the world um so none of us are exempt from it you know sometimes we we bring it upon ourselves uh, just uh, you know by our own um yeah our own silliness maybe um mm -hmm. uh, but other times it's because we live in a fallen world um and these things happen um i mean paul was describing some of the challenges you know um that he faced and he, he faced lots of you know storms in his life um he was describing it something like you know something like what he was going through at one point in second corinthians 4 verse 8 he says we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed um so that's that's <laughs> that was his experience and and sometimes we go through things you know that feel like that sometimes you know um and it's just you know yeah just you know the storms of life um you know with this, the situation with um the economy you know with you know with jobs um you know in, in these times that we live in this uh, era of covid 19 and you know the pandemic uh, these are real things um and we can experience this this these storms and it's like huge waves sometimes you know huge waves of, of fear and anxiety you know uh, or hopelessness and stress and depression even you know they, they try to overwhelm us 
push us under or you know or or shipwreck shipwreck our lives you know but that's when the supernatural peace of god you know can guard or secure or you know or garrison our hearts so that we so we are, we are not overcome by these things um proverbs 4 verse 23 it says this you know it's an instruction to us it says guard your hearts so guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life this is reading from the new living translation proverbs 4 23 guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life um, god doesn't always take away the storms and the winds and the hurricanes of life you know that attempt to you know derail us or destroy us but he can lead us through through it you know he can give he can you know i mean he promises he will, he will be with us and he can lead us through it and give us his peace you know as an anchor for our hearts so there's this um, there's this account in acts verse, uh, chapter 27 uh, from verse uh, from verse 13 downwards and it's an account of um when saint paul uh, was traveling to rome um he was on a ship on, on the way to rome and he was a prisoner he was a prisoner in that ship he was going to go to rome to face trial and um on the way they they uh, they encountered a violent storm you know this was a, this was a humding of a storm um, the Bible says that it lasted 14 days and during that period the Bible records that um, they could not see the Sun nor the stars and I think that I believe they used you know the stars for you know those days to kind of chat you know uh, where they were going uh, so they could not see you know even the Sun or the stars and they had no food because they had to you know throw away the cargo uh, you know, just to keep the uh, the um, the ship um, afloat, and they were just hanging on for their life. You know, so just imagine that you know, just you know, battering wave after wave. You know, um, and darkness and gloom and cold and you know, um, just not a very um, pleasant um, experience to have. You know, for such a long period of time, extended period of time as well. Um, and um, in the midst of that situation. Um, everyone, every, everyone was in total despair. Everyone had given up hope. You know, like I said, they had, they had given up any hope of being saved. Paul stood up, you know, and uh, and said something like this. I'm just paraphrasing it now. Listen up, man. Listen up. No one is going to die. None of us will perish. You know, the, the, the ship will be lost. Okay, but every life here will be saved. You know, um, I've had an angel of the Lord, um, the God I serve, you know, visit me. And he's told me that it's all gonna be okay. It's all gonna be hunky dory. Uh, we're gonna make it, okay? So keep your courage up, man. It's gonna be all good. It's gonna be all fine. Um, I mean, imagine those, 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 uh, those soldiers and those sailors. You know, all those people who were, you know, in the ship um, with him. They must have been thinking, what is this man on? What is Paul on? How can he be so calm, so confident in the midst of this dire situation? You know, we've not had any sun. We've got no, 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 no stars to to uh, to guide us. Nothing. You know, we've lost everything. You know, and this storm has been raging for, you know, two weeks on end. You know, non-stop. Um, so how how can you be so calm and confident? You know, how can you be so, you know, um, positive? You know, if you like. Um, and that's because you see, the storm was raging outside. Okay, but inside, uh, the peace of Christ was a far far greater force you know um so paul 
um, yeah, he could he could say these things because he had peace inside. You know, uh, if if the if the hymn, um, um, it is well with my soul. If that had been you know um, written by them, Paul probably would be singing this 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 hymn. You know, it is well, it is well with my soul. Amen, amen. So Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Okay, I don't know what you are going through now. I don't know, you know, how long that that pain has been. I don't know how long that situation has been, um, you know. But God says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled, because my peace I have uh, I've given you, and my peace I live with you." Amen, amen. Right. So this is um, like, if you like, the first section of this message. I've got, you know, I kind of broken into three sections, and we're now going to the next section. And uh, it's just um, the way I've kind of thought about this. And now we're going to establish um, another key key uh, truth regarding peace. Uh, once again, Pastor Andy did touch on this as well uh, in his uh, message this morning. Um, I'm just going to word it a bit differently. But this is, um, this is what I want to say. That peace is the foundation of our relationship with God. Okay? And Jesus is the architect or broker of that peace okay I'll say it again I'll say it again peace is the foundation of our relationship with God and Jesus is the architect or broker of that peace he's the one that has you know engineered that peace between us and the Father and yeah why is this important we're gonna talk about that in a minute but let's look at uh, some, some verses um, Isaiah 53 verse 5 um, one of one of yeah, the most powerful scriptures, um, you know, regarding our salvation, you know, that was uh, um, written about Christ, you know, the, one of the messianic prophecies. He said, "But he was pierced for our transgressions; he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed." But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. All these are um, uh, taken from uh, the NIV version. Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, uh, 14 to 18. And it says this, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups, as of Jews and Gentiles, one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. I, that, that alone is so powerful. You know, by setting aside in his flesh, you know, the law with his commands and regulations. Jesus has done that. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, as the Gentiles, and peace to those who were near. Jews for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit amen because of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross 
the enmity, the, the hostility, the, you know, between us, both Jews and Gentiles alike, between us and the Father, has been taken away. So Jesus has engineered or brokered that peace between us and God. Colossians 1, 19 to 20. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. What a great salvation, isn't it? Hallelujah. That's what Jesus has done for us. Um, he has made peace between us and God. He has accomplished that. Um, as I was just, you know, um, reflecting on this verse, um, you know, just a thought that came to me um, is presidential pardon. You know, in America, they have what they call um, a presidential pardon. When the president of the United States, you know, um, um, allows him to, to pardon criminals who have committed, you know, and been convicted, you know, of several or sorry, of federal crimes or offenses, um, and he can he can he can pardon them. And once that pardon is pardon is granted and accepted, you know, that person who committed the crimes is no longer liable for any punishment. You know, they are free, and their civil rights are restored. So it's basically an act of grace, and only the president. You know has the authority under article 2 section 2 of the constitution to do that that's what i found from google <laughs> um so 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 he 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 pardons this this these criminals and their sentences are commuted and and, and you know they're free um uh, i mean i think they have it in other parts of the world as well um i think in the uk it's called prerogative of mercy or something like that but i think I, i'm not quite sure how that works here I think it's maybe a committee, or you know, um, and they um, may, may, may uh, do that. Um, but that's what the president of America can do. And what we, what, what, what God has done, yeah, what God has done is that God has done, has given the whole world sovereign pardon, you know. Um, <laughs> um, and what, what God is saying is that, you know, the whole human race. Okay, the whole human race, God has granted the whole human race sovereign pardon that if they would accept it, you know, by accepting Christ and their, you know, as their Lord and Savior and accepting, you know, what he has, uh, his finished work on Calvary, um, they would be pardoned completely, you know, from all, all wrong, you know, all crime, you know, all sin. Uh, and that's, that's powerful, you know. Uh, now the sovereign pardon of God, you know, is 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 far superior than the presidential pardon, you know, because I mean, with the presidential pardon, that you know, you can, you know, it, it gets. I mean, it's a big thing, obviously, to 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 um, to be pardoned, you know, and be free, uh, but it doesn't actually expunge the criminal records of the one who is pardoned. However, when God, you know, the sovereign God, when He pardons, Hallelujah, you know, He says, "There are sins." And lawless acts I will remember no more praise God you know that's uh, Hebrews 10 verse 17 you know um, 
and then it says in 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 Psalm 103 verse 12 it says as far as the east is from the as the west from the west so far he has removed our transgressions from us praise god so when we receive this sovereign pardon you know because of what jesus uh, has done um we are free you know and, and as believers we live under this you know under that canopy you know if you like of of peace and grace that comes through christ every believer you know um praise god enjoys this privilege uh, and that's when whenever paul um was writing you know the epistles um you know every one of them romans corinthians galatians ephesians philippians uh, Colossians, um, you know, first and second Thessalonians, Timothy, first and second Timothy, Philemon, time, all of them. Anytime Paul was wrote, he always started the letters with this with this phrase: "Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ." Amen. So the peace we have with God is the basis of our relationship with Him. You know, we have peace with God and because of that we have the peace of God amen because we have peace with God we can have the peace of God amen so the next section is this how do we now walk in this peace how do we activate it if you like and, and how do we remain in that peace um, that, that, that we have been given okay because we already established that we have this peace it's been given to us um, how do we and remain in that peace okay that's that's the million dollar question um, is, is it automatic uh, okay um, well this account um, that pastor Andy once again talked about this morning um, where in the gospel when Jesus was in the boat with his disciples but he was asleep and you know this this storm came upon them suddenly um, now the, the, the pastor Andy used Mark chapter 4, uh, the, the version of, uh, of that um, account in Mark chapter 4 verses 35 to 41. But you can also find it in Matthew 8, 23 to 27 and in Luke 8, 22 to 25. So um, <laughs> when Jesus was in the boat and he was asleep and this storm you know, came upon them. Now the, the, the disciples automatically know peace, uh, you know, because the Prince of Peace himself was uh, lying in the boat with them were they all cool calm and collected were they no they weren't actually at all they weren't um they were fearful they were panicky um they were you know getting stressed out and freaking out um and so you can see that having jesus in the boat does not automatically translate to knowing peace you know because they didn't you know enjoy peace you know instantly in that situation now, of course, we know they called out to him, praise God, and he woke up and immediately he calmed the storm. Amen. Um, you know, and everything was, yes, at peace. He said, you know, peace be still, you know, um, and everything just seized up, you know, the, the storms, you know, stopped right away. Um, but he also scolded them. He also told them off, you know, for their unbelief. Okay. So we're going to just look at um, some of the ways um, that... In our service praying, ask God, you know, show me, you know, some of the ways that we can walk in the peace that um, God has given us. You know, if you like some of the keys, you know, I, I don't know how exactly to tell it. You know, some of the ways that we can enjoy um, or we can, you know, walk in the peace that God has given us in Christ. 
And the first one I've got here is be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Um, like we said earlier, the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, is the peace administrator. You know, he's the one that takes the peace, uh, the peace of Christ, and applies it, you know, in our hearts. Okay, we're gonna read um, Ephesians five from verse fifteen to twenty now, and it says this: Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so it says, don't be filled with wine. Don't get drunk on wine. Don't be filled with wine. Um, because that will lead you, you know, well, a different path. Uh, but instead, it says, be filled with the Spirit. So, so what does that mean, to be filled with the Spirit? It means to be controlled, empowered, you know, energized by the Holy Spirit. Um, you can have, you know, maybe an energy drink, you know, for instance. And that is meant to give you, like, an energy boost. You know, the caffeine can uh, give you short-term physical and mental, you know, stimulation, so they claim. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, can give you a boss. Um, you know, caffeine rush, sugar rush, whatever. Um, and the same sort of thing happens when you drink coffee. You know, the caffeine can, you know, apparently help relieve mental and physical, you know, uh, fatigue and increase your mental alertness. So, so it does something, kind of, you know, gives you like a kick. Um, now, on the extreme end of that spectrum, you can take drugs, you know, hard drugs, and that can potentially give you a high, you know. So all those things can do something for you for a short time, okay, you know, for a short period of time. Um, but they all have, you know, as we know, quite negative, um, or they have side effects, you know, for instance, high blood pressure, insomnia, panic attacks, palpitations, um, you know, hallucinations, you know, just to name a few. On the other hand, uh, you can be filled with the Spirit, okay, um, and your life can be supercharged, okay, but this time there's no, there's no negative effects, amen, okay, uh, just pure love, pure, pure, pure joy, pure peace, pure power, you know, um, that's what the Holy Spirit does for us, you know, He can give us that, that supercharged life. Listen to this, Romans 8 verse 5. It says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Verse 6, the mind governed or controlled by the flesh is death. But the mind governed or controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Hallelujah. That's what we're talking about. You know, this, you know the fruit of the Spirit, peace. And you can be filled with peace when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, yeah, how can we achieve feeling by the, you know getting filled by the Holy Spirit? There's no formula, um, but we know that the Bible tells us to uh, yield our lives to Christ. You know, when we when we surrender, um, you know, to His will, when we when we yield our, our our lives to Him and surrender to His to His will and purpose, and we ask Him to fill us, He does fill us. Um, 
Romans 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Uh, Luke 11, 9-13 So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Um, I believe that God wants to uh, fill us much, much more than we want to, you know, um, or dare to ask, you know. So when we yield our lives to God, you know, when we submit to his will and we present our bodies, as it says here, as a living sacrifice, um, God will fill us. He will send that fire. Amen. To consume that, that, that offering. That's, oh, that's on the altar. So that's one way. By being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's one way we can um, um, walk you know, in, in the peace that God has given us. And the second thing I've written here is abiding in Christ. Okay. Abiding in Christ. I'm going to read that very, very famous uh, passage of scripture in John 15, verses 1 to 5. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every, every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me. Or abide in me, as versions might say. As I also remain in you. No branch can bear, the, can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, so that's John 15, 1-5. So, so it tells us that you know, our relationship with, with Jesus is like you know, branches that are connected to a vine. Um, and so long as that branch stays connected, you know, then the very life that's in the vine will naturally flow, you know, into that branch. And, uh, you know, then fruit is born. You know, so, so by just staying connected, you know, to, um, to the vine, uh, the, 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 the peace, you know, well, we're talking about Jesus now. His peace will flow into us and we will experience his peace. Okay. Um, now the question is, how do we stay connected? Okay, uh, once again, I've got one or two things that as I was asking God, how you know, show me what, what, what does this mean, uh, and I believe He led me to uh, to this point. How do we stay connected? Well, by recognizing that Jesus is always with us, He is Emmanuel, and staying in constant, regular fellowship with Him, you know, through prayer and communion. Acts four verse thirteen. When they saw the courage of Peter and John. And realized that these were unschooled, ordinary men. They were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. You see, when we spend time with Jesus, it shows. It shows. To the early apostles, Jesus was not just their Savior and Lord. You know, something that, you know, happened many, many years ago. You know, and then they, they got saved and that was it. But he was their friend. 
you know, and their companion, someone they had a deep relationship with, someone they, they regularly conversed with, someone they leaned on, and someone they trusted on a, on a day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute basis. You know, um, I said there were people who practiced the presence of God. John 15, 14 and 15 says this, You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his, his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. So Jesus says we are his friends. You know, friends talk to each other. Friends hang out. You know, friends share life together. You know, um, and when you do that, you know, that, that interaction, that fellowship, um, that communion, you know, um, means that we receive what, you know, um, our friend has for us. Okay, so so that's that's one that's one that's one way that we can stay connected. Um, the next one I've got here is by recognizing the value of His Word and being people who love His Word. Job uh, chapter twenty-three verse twelve. I have not departed from the commands of His lips. I have treasured the words of His mouth more than my daily bread. That's powerful. <laughs> that's powerful. He said, I have treasured the words of His mouth more than my daily bread psalm listen to this one psalm 119 verse 165 great peace have those who love your law nothing can make them stumble hallelujah praise god so this is how um praise god one of the ways we can stay connected you know uh, to jesus through his word listen to what jesus himself says he said, the words i have spoken to you they are full of spirit and life that's john 6 63 okay so by, so by recognizing the value of his, of his word and being people who love his word, you know, uh, we can stay connected to Jesus that way. And his peace will, you know, flow into our lives. Um, and finally, I've got here by recognizing our spiritual lives are totally dependent on him and seeking him daily. Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your heart on your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Amen. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not always easy to set, you know, to set your minds on things above and not on earthly things, you know, because uh, we, we live in this earth. You know, but the Bible makes, makes us understand you know that Christ is our life. It's like you know a fish in in water. You know is is the same same sort of thing. You know, if you take the fish out of water even for one minute, what will happen? <laughs> it will struggle. You know, it, you know it will yeah it will it will really struggle and it will not be able to do what it's you know meant to do or you know what what it can do what it has you know what it has been able to do. You know it has it will have very limited you know functionality. Our ability um, in the same way without um, Christ being the focus of our lives our spiritual lives will struggle and we will not you know <laughs> live or function you know the way that he you know desires us to, to function um, David said this David said this in Psalm 63 1 to 5 he says you God are my God endlessly I seek you I thirst for you my whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. 
I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing, my, with singing lips, my lips will praise you. So David was somebody who recognized his desperate need for God, you know. Like I said, like a fish, you know, just desperately needs water, you know. And so he made seeking God, you know, his priority. You know, and he said, you know, I will be fully satisfied, you know, as with the riches of food. You know, he says, your love is better than life. That's amazing. Um, so that's some of the ways that we can stay, you know, connected, you know, um, to the vine. By recognizing that Jesus is always with us and staying in constant, regular fellowship with him through prayer and communion. By recognizing the value of his word and being people who love his word. And by recognizing that our spiritual lives are totally dependent on him and seeking him, you know, daily. You know, um, and making him, you know, our, our, our highest focus, our greatest focus. Okay. So, the last one. Okay. <laughs> Um, and this is now, yeah, so number three of how we can um, enjoy or walk in the peace that God has given us in Christ. So we've talked about being filled with the Spirit, um, abiding in Christ, and the last one is being prayerful. Okay, now, <laughs> um, probably shouldn't be talking about this, you know, every Christian should pray, right? Okay, uh, okay. well, it is said a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian, and... Um, yeah, you know, that's true, isn't it? Um, but one thing you can also say as well is that a prayerless Christian is most likely a peaceless Christian as well. He's a Christian who doesn't enjoy the peace of God. Now, we've read, we've read these verses before, um, you know, but it's worth, worth repeating. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Uh, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we can see that um, from this verse that um, prayer with thanksgiving can be like a release valve that opens the dam, you know, of the river of the peace of God to flood our hearts. Okay, um, yeah, that's what, what that's what prayer can do. Okay, that's why it says, you know, pray about everything. Okay, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Now, anything means anything, you know. Um, I was trying to do a, a list of things. Um, but, you know, every, everybody's situation is different, you know. But I can tell you things that I've had to, you know, well, <laughs> well not be anxious about, but think about, you know. Um, by the way, anything worth worrying about, according to this verse, anything worth worrying about is worth praying about, okay. Uh, it could be pain in your body, you know. It could be a family situation. It could be a marital, you know, issue. It could be something with your finances, a bill that needs paying, but there's not enough money, you know, till the next payday. It could be a situation at work, you know. It could be, you know, um, you know, pressure, you know, uh, you know, projects, you know, things like that, deadlines, you know. Uh, it could be that exam or test or interview that's coming up. It could be, you know, an investment that's failing. It could be anything. You know, but the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. Anything means anything. Anything. Okay? Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, praise God. And it says, um, by prayer and petition, you know, with thanksgiving, you know, make your request known to God. And then you will know peace. 
okay so it says uh, any situation that that means there's no situation you know too small okay <laughs> no situation too big i mean everything is small to god anyway but there's nothing too trivial nothing too nothing too petty if you like um it says in every situation okay um that we can cast all it says cast all your anxiety upon him for he cares for you you know god is always for us and never against us as i was uh, thinking of those you know along these lines i remember this uh, this hymn and i've been singing it you know actually today a bit says what a friend we have in jesus all our sins and griefs to bear what a privilege to carry everything to god in prayer listen oh what peace we often forfeit and oh what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to god in prayer amen amen hallelujah so we're running up now and it says finally it says with thanksgiving present your request to god hallelujah so i think that is the faith element in our prayers when we pray with with thanksgiving we are releasing our faith we are saying god we trust you god you are good god you are well able god you are in control god you are bigger than this situation and you are working out everything for my good you know you, you've done you've done it in the past you can do it again i may not have seen the miracle of breakthrough yet but i'm expectant and i'm thanking you ahead of what you are going to do psalm 50 verse 23 uh, reading from the world english bible version web version says whoever offers the sacrifice of thanksgiving glorifies me and prepares his way so that I will show God's salvation to him and Isaiah 51 verse 1 it says sing barren woman you who have never bore a child burst into song shout for joy you who were never in labor because more are the children of the desolate than of her husband who has of her who has a husband says the Lord so basically God is telling this barren woman okay he said put your praise on okay I'm about to do something you know but I want you to thank me you know and and be expectant you know that something great is going to happen okay and finally it says Colossians 3 verse 15 let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful okay so we can see that you know uh, peace in our hearts and thankfulness are, are, are interrelated people who have the peace of God will be thankful and prayer with thankfulness will bring about peace Right, guys, I've really used up a lot of time. I'm really sorry about that. I didn't know it was going to take this long. Um, but that's the message that um, I believe that God wanted me to share with us today. Uh, I pray that it has blessed you. And I pray that, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit will use, you know, some of these words, you know, to uh, minister to you and bring you to that place of peace. God wants us to walk in peace. And, um, you know, his power is available to us as we yield our lives and as we trust him. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye.